All right, hello everybody. We are back. Um, uh, I don't even know how long it's been. I think the last time we signed off of our Enneagram podcast, I promised you listeners that we would have a podcast the next week with Lee, our CEO, <laughs> which immediately got rescheduled after the podcast was, was over. So I, I've realized in the past that I've been I've been building up expectations too much for our listeners. <laughs> Wait, Josh, so, I have a question for you. Yeah, um, but by the way, James is here. And also Chris is here too. Chris is yeah. a new... Uh, and uh, yeah, a new podcast guest. Sorry, go ahead. Yes, go ahead. and also one of our most devoted listeners. Yes, can. yes. We're we again. It's if, very kind if, of you. If you're a devoted listener, we're gonna get you on here. Yeah, at yeah, some we point. Reward our devoted listeners. For sure. <laughs> you can always call in if you want to, like James has said um, before. So speaking of like promises that you haven't delivered on, um, oh, cool. what's our? Uh, There's so many. <laughs> what's our insta handle? Do we, do we have an insta handle? Yeah, that's another promise I haven't delivered on. So I haven't done anything, <laughs> really, with this podcast. Yeah, people true. are listening. I don't know why. That's not true. Well, it's just so hard. It's not hard. I just, it's not natural, my natural element to do social media. Um, but what I've realized I should do is start lowering expectations considerably so that when you guys like listen again, you won't be disappointed. Um, so just so you know, this may this could possibly be our last podcast ever. We may <laughs> never have a podcast again. I don't know. I mean, I... Christopher's uh, greatness on podcast yeah. might just like shut it down. We might not. I feel be like you're doing the exact opposite of what he said to do, which is to lower expectations. <laughs> in, yeah. Well, we'll raise that. That was a goal. But we are <laughs> doing this podcast, so we can raise the expectations now because we're in it. We mm, can't get that out of this true. podcast. That's true. Like we're stuck here. Um, so, in case you're wondering about the title, I mean, I don't know why you already know because you clicked on it. Um, it's going to be something I haven't decided yet. It's going <laughs> to be something about why would I move back to my hometown with my wallet. <laughs> or something like that, which is funny to us listen or us talking, but not you guys yet. You'll see. You'll yeah. find out. Just wait. Just just wait. I don't know why I'm moving my hand like this. You're not going to see that. <laughs> okay. So yes, Chris is here. Chris, welcome. Thank you. Thanks for coming. Um, do you just want to tell tell the listeners about the socks? Yeah, about the socks. I, I, did, I did just notice that as I was talking. This so these are for those who can't see. Um, which is X Men Cyclops socks. Wow. So I coach middle school girls basketball. And every season, me and my assistant get team coaching socks. Oh, snap. So last year, we had Space Jam socks. Oh, nice. So I had Daffy, and he had Bugs. Wow. And this season, we were the X-Men. So I was Cyclops, he was Wolverine. Mm. Wow. Nice. Who was the, um, who was the female um, in Space Jam's, the, bu- the, bu- the yes. bunny? Lola bunny? Lola. Yeah. 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 I know it's weird to say, but like, oh my it was a weird age for me. Uh, she was cute. <laughs> I'm just saying, she was a bunny, and it's weird, but you know, I was and a kid. I, I, stand was a kid. With, I stand with you. Thank you. Thank with you. Hey, Bill Murray was in that movie. What's going on with that, that movie? That's true. It's a, that movie movie. It it's a classic movie. I haven't. Movie I was just talking about that last night, actually, because yeah. I was talking about this with this one person. She will remain nameless if she's listening to this, but she was making fun of me because I found Jaws scary when I was a kid. And she said Jaws. Yeah, well, she said Jaws is like the most fake thing ever. She'd seen it recently, and she was saying how fake it was. Because she's an adult. I, mm. And she was trying to ruin my childhood. And, and then when Space Jam came up, and I'm like, I don't even want to watch it now because it's probably going to be ruined for me. Maybe it's a terrible movie. I don't know. Mm. I've seen Space Jam as a near adult. It's still good. The soundtrack? I think it holds up. soundtrack it's is so good. See, that's what it is. Uh, the music. It totally holds mm. The music carries. Mm. Yeah. I mean, I've, I think that those... <laughs> Movies that rely, movies going, that rely on the technology in a certain way, like don't age well. Like if you go back and watch, like, you don't first... even see the the shark and jaws till the end. Well, yeah, and I think that's like part of it is that like they 
they did that intentionally, like to build the suspense. Yeah. Well, um, also, so apparently because they didn't have a big budget mm-hmm. and it was really expensive, mm-hmm. but it actually worked out pretty well. Yes. Yeah. yeah Builds suspense, which is great. Um, but now, like with how much CGI has advanced, yeah, yeah. we have like such high expectations for like how realistic movies are. Like, which just goes to show how good Jurassic Park is. Mm, true. Because you that can watch up. Jurassic Park one. I don't know. It's, it's better it, than all the new ones. True. Yeah. 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 Or like I, but I think on the other side of that, like the first Harry Potter movie, like if you go back and watch the first Harry Potter movie, uh, it just it looks so bad. Mm. It looks it looks terrible. Speaking of Harry Potter, there's a couple people in my life that know that I've never seen any Harry Potter movies nor read any of the books. Mm-hmm. I'm just throwing that out Give there. You too? <laughs> no. You too? I'm clean. Nice. <laughs> there are others. I'm it's clean. hard to I, I don't clean. know if there's anybody out there. People I'm like clean. people are just like accosting me sometimes, telling me I have to read it. But if you I'm just clean. not haven't sold it to me, so I appreciate it. Yeah, I well so I growing up I definitely got caught up in the like, oh the next book's coming out, like oh you have to like be one of the first people to like read it. Did you like, like sleep outside the store the night? No, <laughs> okay. no. But I like I remember I remember the anticipation that came with like mm. each book, which is something that I feel like is fun. now lost. Like I I think the Harry Potter series was like the last to like capture the imagination and like sustain sort of the anticipation of a release. Mm. Like with books or movies? Um, with I mean with books definitely. Um, I think with. Uh, Movies now get at that a little bit, but our culture is so immediate these days mm-hmm. that 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 sort of anticip- anticipation is just gone. Hey, what came first, Harry Potter or those Left Behind series? Remember those books? Oh, <laughs> Left Behind those, series. Oh, those yeah. I actually read those again. Those do not hold up well. I think. They're actually not <laughs> very well written. But it was I I was all. Are you talking about the books. adult versions or the kid versions? I read both. I didn't read the kid again. I'm not sure, but the adult ones I feel like. There was this. I remember reading this one scene where it's the uh, the Antichrist. What was this? Nicolae Carpathia. It's yeah. a great name. I'll give I'll give him that. <laughs> and he's like discussing with his ten heads of state about like why like why it's like why he hates God or something. Why it's come to this. And I think just reading it as an adult, I was like, this is like really surface level. I feel like you could have mm-hmm. gone a lot deeper. But maybe that's because mm-hmm. like I love Russian literature and I there's a lot more deeper things that you could have said about why. I also think the kids version is better than the adult. I like the kids' versions, yeah. The stories are more engaging. You get more attached to the characters. There were like 30 of those 40. books. 40, yeah. Oh, I had yeah. The, I had them. Not this bookshelf. Man, I got rid of it. I shouldn't get rid of all things sometimes. Wow. Wow. <laughs> I know. Wow. I, I never thought all those words life. would come out of your mouth ever. Well, wow. now I'm kind of sad about that. Cause, wow. But also, like now it holds a special place in my heart, and I won't read it again. Wow. Speaking of special place in my heart... Um, Actually, there was nothing there. I wanted to say something funny. There was not. There's nothing in my heart. <laughs> there we go. I got the joke finally. Anyways, um, oh, okay. So I got one question for you guys. A little quick debate, um, and then also we'll just like we'll do a quick wrap up introductions topic. Just wait, listeners. We're on a roll today. We're gonna get there real quick. Not 27 minutes this time, or 26 minutes. All right. What do you guys want? Wrap up first or question? Question. Let's go question. Okay. So. Um, as you may have known, if listening to my last, our last, my, I'm sorry, I'm so selfish. Our last <laughs> podcast, man, wow. you can you can see how I feel when I talk out loud. Um, I am on a weight loss goal for my 30th birthday, which is May 6th. Yeah, it. I've passed phase two at this point. It's actually over there on that whiteboard, that little corner there. Just nice. I got a whole plan. Anyways. Um, I was thinking like now I'm gonna have to buy like new briefs. Because they're getting like too mm. big and like baggy, mm. and I'm like, 
I haven't had so I wear I wear briefs, okay? So this is like a men's underwear question for you two. Here we go. Yep. <laughs> yep. Um like what is what's your go to, first off, both of you mm. and like like what sh- yeah, I'm f- trying to figure out should I stick with briefs? I feel like when I do briefs, like if I'm wearing pants, you can like see the lines. Mm-hmm. And that's something girls worry about a lot, but like I'm worrying about it too now. Mm-hmm. So like any any wow. opinions here from both wow. of you guys? Wow. You wanted the question first. That's, that's fair. Yeah, that's, that's fair. I'll take that. I'll take that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Suzanne, at this point, you should shut up. Uh, fast forward, fast forward uh, approximately ten minutes, mm-hmm. um, and then continue. You're gonna talk about okay. this for ten minutes. Uh, first? You no, know. I'm just, I'm making a safe buffer. Okay. Here, Chris, a safe buffer. That's all I got to say. All right, to bring us back in ten minutes. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll check right now. Um, so uh, if we went, if we went next door and broke down my collection, um, it's about uh, <laughs> so where, what's where next door? Where is it? I know. My first bedroom off, is next door. Your bedroom. Door. And break down your collection. I think it's about 87% boxers. <laughs> 87% boxers. What a strange fraction. Um, or percentage. Keep going. So, uh, yeah. Uh, and so you're a boxers guy. I'm a boxers guy. I guess um, I can't really see. Like, are you wearing boxers right now? I am. Show the, I show am. the listeners. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Um, I am. And, uh, I don't know. I, I think I, I there are, I mean, there are, there are pluses and minuses, both sides. Mm. I think, uh, the I think the boxer the benefits of boxers outweigh the detriments of boxers I would say. Um, so what are the benefits? Jane? Benefits are like they're very they're comfy they're comfy like you don't feel like bunched up. What do you mean by bunched up? <laughs> so um ever like every once in a while they can like ride up a little bit on your legs. Yeah, I would say that like I don't know it just feels like there's like a lot of breathing you know. Which I value, in, like I, I think my number yeah, but like priority, how does that no? But okay, sorry, I keep going back. My, my number one priority in underwear is uh, comfort, mm-hmm. uh, because I'm an American and we love comfort. <laughs> so um, wow, way to get patriotic. <laughs> um, so yeah, so that's primarily why I'm a boxers guy. Um, I though I I try to be open minded, you know. That's why I like tried some briefs. I have a couple pairs. Okay. And they're sort of like my last resort, you know, okay. like. When I get down my breeze, I'm like, I gotta do some laundry. Okay. <laughs> so like, I know like you and Susanna, you guys have been getting serious recently. Oh, oh my gosh. Hey, there's a there's there's now being bets placed from our listeners. Like, how <laughs> soon will Josh bring up Susanna on the podcast? And this is actually <laughs> pretty one long. Of the prob bets. Ten minutes, yeah. Wow. So like, you guys are getting pretty close. Have you guys had this discussion yet? Does Susanna tell no. you like what she prefers? No. You wear? <laughs> no. When your pants are off? No. Okay. No. Well, so I'm just worried about it because and sorry, Chris, I'll let you and Mo, let me just interject here for a moment. I'm good. Like with the boxers, when you're wearing pants, like don't you like can't you just kind of see like what's going on? I mean, I don't know if I can't. The boxers? I, can't you. Really? I don't know. I would say no. But don't they kind of bunch up with the crotch area because they're so like long? So like very rarely. Okay. Very All right. Rarely. Sorry. Go ahead. Now, what's your opinion, yeah. Chris? What so you I'm gonna agree with James. Wow. Okay. Okay. I'm gonna agree with James. Man, so ironically enough, this was a conversation I had with friends of mine, like. <laughs> Eight or nine months ago, and I was the only one wow, on the really? boxer side of it. Yeah, they were all strong wow. on the brief side. Wow. Um, and so then I was talking to a coworker who remained nameless about this, who was not James, <laughs> and he was giving me his take. Uh-huh. And so I decided to buy some briefs just to see how I felt, because mm-hmm. that's what I wore growing up till uh-huh. like high school when I transitioned, and I don't like them as much. And I think the point, yeah, the points that James brought up, I think, are the deal breakers. Mm. Um, I think 
greater flexibility. Okay. They write up less for sure. Now I was told that this could be just you need to get higher quality briefs. Hmm. And I was given some stores that I don't remember the names of, hmm. but one would go to do that. What are downsides to boxers? Did you already um, say them? I forgot. Yeah, I mean, like, everyone's right up. Are there really downsides? Or is it just like the downsides of any it. pair of undergarment? Yeah, yeah that's, that's fair. That's so they're fair. really... So that's funny, because when I mentioned this, I wasn't even really thinking boxers. I was thinking, like, tidy whities Like, should I... Okay. Should I, should I go back to my childhood? Wow. Yes. No. Speaking of Definitely moving back not. to your home. Don't do it. All right, what about just not wearing any underwear oh, at all? no. See, because uh, the risky. primary purpose of, it is risky. of underwear... Yeah. Um, is to preserve <laughs> to preserve your clothes, like preserve your pants. Um, is that really? True? Are you yeah, sure about that? Yeah, because did you get um, this off the internet? Uh, no, no. Actually, I don't know if I can if I have a source for this. <laughs> um, but um, but like uh, so, for example, like why do you wear an undershirt? Like why are you wearing some people don't though. Fashion. Well, that's true, but um, I do because I'm I get cold easily. Oh, I do it for fashion. Um, well, so I do it for like uh, for pit stains. You know, because it like true, true. Be, because there are like certain parts. There are certain parts of your body that like sweat more and like therefore can like yeah, yeah mess Which up parts your of the clothes. body. So we have under like armpits, <laughs> just like your head. Okay. Yeah, okay. yeah. So I don't anything um, on my head though right now. <laughs> and so so like you can make your clothes last longer by wearing undergarments. That's a fair point. Okay. All right, I have, I'll have to think about that and ponder that. So. Well, thank you both. Now, listeners, if you have any opinions, um, I know our listenership is mostly females, <laughs> but um, I'd be happy to hear your opinions too because I'm trying to figure out like what's going to look best now that I look know. best or feel best. Yeah. Well, so it's it's it, like, does, what are your priorities? Because that's a whole different argument at that point. Well, so I would like it to feel good, but that's not going to be my primary motivation. So, but when you say look best, like, <laughs> at what point is the look of a boxer versus people gonna matter well it, that's what i'm saying it really doesn't but i do feel like like the ones i have on now are bigger and like i just feel like they bunch up or like i can see like a line right here look best under your clothes yeah no no no. yeah i'm not like yeah, yeah. no i just wanted to i mean you know like <laughs> sometimes i'm walking around the house james barges in you know i just want to look good for james sometimes you know that's all that's all he's only gonna be here so much longer if you know what i mean listeners uh, oh. <laughs> I feel like he should, if he hung out with our students, <laughs> he, oh man, the collusion that would uh, happen. Dude, I do hang out with one of your students, and the co- collusion has taken place. <laughs> we won't go into that That's anymore. True. All right, well, thank you, listeners. If you want to uh, email in and, and ask or debate or tell me what you guys think, uh, our email podcast is why would I podcast at gmail.com. Yeah. I think we've used all the jokes possible about that email. We have <laughs> there are no more jokes we can use. At one point, we were like, the wood is spelled W O O D. Mm, or like just like the letter Y yeah or E-Y-E mm. um, there's no more jokes so just email us um, and let us know how you feel mm. about underwear cool alright let's just there's really nothing do you have anything else to tie up Enneagram I don't think so I mean there's still a lot more to say about the Enneagram but yeah and we may or like, may not do a podcast on it in the future um, no more we'll expectations see. we'll see I'd like to let's just say that that would be fun it would be fun to, to do that be fun. Um, it, was a, it was a fun particularly podcast. if you brought a 7 on Mm. Wait, what? Uh, if we brought a seven. <laughs> oh. Wait, yeah. what was that? What was Emily again? Uh, I think she was a four. What was Carolyn? Carolyn's a five. Yeah. So, Carolyn, Emily, if you're listening now, um, I enjoyed the podcast very much, and then after we finished, I immediately forgot everything. <laughs> and uh, it's like it's like I have Alzheimer's or something. I have to relearn everything about the Enneagram. Um, 
That's all I'm going to say about that. <laughs> On to introductions. Everybody's yeah. favorite part. All right, so we already figured out beforehand, because uh, Chris mentioned that sometimes it seems like we're just kind of winging it during the <laughs> podcast, trying to figure out who's going to introduce who. I can't, I mean, I can't imagine that being the case, but we do. We would to, never do something. Yeah. Something. We've got everything figured out before we start this thing. Um, so let's do, yeah, I guess James, you want to go first? Sure, I can go Wait. first. Yeah, you go first. You I go first. first. Um, oh, it doesn't matter. Yeah, let's see. Uh, so, uh, so... I met Chris through uh, work. We both worked in school together. Um, and uh, what are your uh, mascot again? Yeah, uh, the Lions. Oh, shout out to the Lions. There we yeah. go. Oh, snap. Yeah. Who varsity boys state champions Ooh, today? Well, region champs. Regional champs, soon to be state champs. Yes. Wow, confident. All so, right. And ladies, uh, runners up. Runners region. up. Uh, hard, hard fought games for sure. Oh yeah. Was, I, it, that's my, my, was it that uh, for the ladies? Yesterday, yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yesterday's game was was intense. You, uh, listeners, you may be able yeah. to hear that my voice is uh, slightly different than it typically is. That's because James uh, and I carried in the speed, spirit region. We did. Um, mm. We need to go back and look at the book, but uh, we're going to calculate uh, what, uh, how much we caused the opponent's uh, field goal percentage to decrease yeah. with our mm-hmm. defense chance. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, so you can't. So the rules are, James will explain the rules of what you can and can't do with chanting, which uh, are just hilarious. Yeah. So you you can't say anything to the other team, but you can yell defense. You can? Yes. Yeah, you, okay. you can support your own team. Yes. Okay. You can support yes. your own team. Okay. Can um, you cheer if they miss a shot? Uh, yes, because it was because of your team's okay. defense. Yeah. What if they airball? Can you cheer extra loud? Sure, why not? Because okay. okay. it was extra good defense. <laughs> it was extra good defense. Exactly. <laughs> See, it's, uh, uh, yeah. I mean, I, I'd say... No, it's all for a good cause. I'm just kind of joking, but, you know. <laughs> that's true. Um, that's true. It's uh, completely different from my high school experience. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> mine too. I can only imagine. Uh, well, you guys watched silently. <laughs> yeah. And golf We were not to say anything at all. No one was at the games. <laughs> no one came. It was just empty. Man, oh man. Uh, but anyway, uh, so Chris is uh, is beloved in our school community. Oh, oh thank you. Um, he uh, is definitely a... A bedrock for uh, for students, um, someone who uh, a lot of students rely on uh, and look to as an example, um, and he's been a big encouragement to me as a first year teacher um, because he is so good at what he does um, and is so involved at school and really has a heart for those kids. Um, so t- yeah, typically our uh, typically our introductions are a little more humorous, but. I just I really respect you and so well, I, I appreciate want, that I want to, yeah uh, show you that respect. Just try to look out for the the first year teachers, mm-hmm. having been one. It's a hard. How many years have you taught now? This is year four. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Which in teaching years is like <laughs> it's, it's like dog years, right? Yeah. 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 <laughs> it feels like it. Yeah. No, certainly. Certainly. Um, what would you say that you've learned as a teacher? Ooh. Like, this thought, year. This year specifically. This I you, year. I you were just teaching year. though. If you're a teacher, you're not learning. Oh. oh. I feel like I've learned. That wasn't that good of a joke. All right. What have I learned this year about being a teacher? About just like in general, what have I learned this year? Just like mm, some parameters here. Males underwear. (laughs) Wow. Yeah. What have you? What have you learned? What have you learned this year? I guess in school. (laughs) This in the school context. In the school context. What have I learned? Uh, Mm. I think the thing that. I don't know if I didn't think this was true in the past, but I can articulate more clearly this mm-hmm. year than I could have in the past, is that 
um, oftentimes there are unacademic issues that a student experiences that actually are major hurdles in their academic performance. Mm -hmm. um, so whether that's home life issues, whether that's um, relational conflict, whatever it might be, all of those things influence their academic, um, uh, what's the word, just like how well they're able to do and keep them from achieving their potential. So you can often have students that are very academically gifted, but if they're insecure, they don't capitalize on it. Mm -hmm. And so the yep. issue actually isn't an academic issue, it's an insecurity issue that you have to address in a completely different way than if it was simply a processing issue um, or an executive functioning issue. So I think that would be the thing. I've become more convinced that there are certain things that show up academically but actually have to be addressed non-academically. Yeah, otherwise, yeah, they can't be solved academically even though they show up academically. Yeah, that's the case, I would assume, for a ton of kids, which, I mean, what's your average class size usually? Uh, this year, like, 10 okay which bad. is more so we no, have more. okay a, so i teach a class of two i teach a class of 23. wow yeah that's some, crazy uh, there's some outliers there yeah, yeah. Uh, and then the rest of them are around uh 10 to 14. okay what class of two do you what's the class that's the seniors oh what uh, are, wait, are you a history teacher i do teach history and okay. rhetoric and math cool what's your like favorite subject to teach do you have one um it's hard to say because like the enjoy sometimes the material is as enjoyable as the students are able to embrace the mm -hmm. material to a certain extent um probably on an intellectual level the world history class because we study a lot of different ancient civilizations we do a lot of philosophy so right now we're in the enlightenment nice so we're reading excerpts oh, of uh that's john locke's oh, yeah. oh that's getting me there uh and then yeah. we'll read um, thomas hobbes Rousseau. We'll do Rousseau, Voltaire, Hume. Yeah, well, that was before. Kant. But... Ooh. Ooh, man. Kant. <laughs> yeah, wow, it's taking me back. We got to go. I got all those books We read Nietzsche, there. too. I Whoa. saw you got some... Uh, yeah, Nietzsche. Nietzsche on here. Nietzsche. I was uh, gesturing at the bookshelf. It's right. Actually, there is one right there. You weren't far off with your yeah, gesture, yeah, even though it was general. It was a yeah. general gesture, but closer than you thought. Mm -hmm. Sorry, I got distracted there by that. That, yeah. was, that was pretty awesome. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Anyways. Fun stuff. Yeah. Yeah, okay. I guess I guess that's pretty much it. Also, um, oh, that was the uh, a very fun fact I learned today hmm. about Chris was hmm. that um, so uh, you played in was it ninety six varsity basketball games? Uh, yes, I believe so. Ninety six varsity basketball games, which is mind boggling to me. What's yeah? yeah what's the, uh, uh, missed two two games for illness, none for injury. None for injury. That's correct. Dang. Yeah. What was the illness? Do you remember? I was just, just like sick, just general sick. Mm -hmm. And it's one of those things, in hindsight, one of those, I probably could have made it. Like mm -hmm. Michael Jordan, the flu game. He could yeah. have inspired but a lot of people. I was being lazy a little bit, <laughs> so sophomore year. What's, like, the average amount, you think, for people in high school to play? I don't know. Well, how many games are there for basketball, usually? It depends um, on scheduling. So okay. we played typically... Wait, where'd you go to high school? I was homeschooled. Okay. Yep, so I was homeschooled here in Charlottesville, played in a homeschool basketball league. Mm. Um, so we typically had 20-ish, I'd say 18 to 20 regular season games, and then homeschool teams typically can go to a tournament at Liberty University called the HSBN tournament, hmm. and so you play three-round robin games, then they seed you based on how good you were, and then you play a two-game playoff where you can either play in the championship or you play in a consolation game, so everyone can just play five games. Okay, okay. 
the 96. Well, do you know your record from those 96 games? Uh, we lost more than we won. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So okay. the scene, the last year I played, we beat some teams we'd never beaten before. Okay. So that was so kind of progress. That was the progress. Man, it was the exact opposite for me with soccer. My freshman year was the best we ever got, and then it just mm-hmm. went downhill mm-hmm. from there. But then now, like, it's gone uphill again. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> I don't know what I'm talking about. All right, sorry, Chris. You're up now. You have I'm to introduce up. me. All right, so I'll be introducing Josh James. Nearly. How did yeah. you know my middle name? Because you said it earlier, and I was like, I need to remember that. So no, I, I didn't. When did I say I it? Said it? Oh, you oh, said okay. it. James said it. it. Yeah. Yep. But I feel like I knew that somehow. I mean, it's a great name. It's a solid. It's, it's a great a, middle name. It's yeah. a great yeah. name. Great middle name. It's a great name. So I will be introducing Josh. Josh is an above-average cap trade player, which is how I met him. I'll take it. I'll take it. Known for being um, an asker of many a probing question. Mm. Um, some people can't handle that. I won't name any names. Mm. <laughs> some people struggle with that. Others embrace it. Yes. Um, yes. I've had to learn over the years. I've had to temp or taper my... Uh, ta- taper? Is that what you say? Temper? Temper. Temper? temper. What taper? It's a taper. It's like to slowly decrease over time. Okay. Either ways. Never mind. I'm interrupting my own introduction, so... <laughs> Keep going, my bad. Josh loves to talk. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Man. Uh, his room has great feng shui, if I must Ooh, be honest. Thank you. Yeah, what are you... Great what are you... artwork. Uh, I did Google the uh, the feet toward the bed thing. I mean, the, the feet toward the door thing. <laughs> you sleep with your feet towards the bed, by the way, guys. <laughs> so, yeah, there's like some strand of feng shui that uh, they believe... That, yeah, well, that you shouldn't have your feet like pointing toward the door because that's it's like something that's like symbolizing death or something that's so dumb you should so. and that's why we don't fully believe in feng shui <laughs> yeah exactly just saying, just saying. Um, i mean well <laughs> our our new claiborne office is feng shui apparently, apparently. according to who um according to the staff meeting that we had where they put the feng shui <laughs> square thing on the board they were like okay each room is going to be this color so, like, my room is the white room, and Josh's room is the red room. Mm-hmm. And, like, everything has to have, like, accents of that color. Worked out um, well for me, because my favorite color is red, and it, the red, you know, is passion. And that's what I'm known for. I mm-hmm. mean, you you did originally strongly dislike the painting in your room. Yeah, well, there's... Okay, so now we're getting distracted. I'm sorry, Chris. Real quick. Okay, so there's <laughs> there's this local artist, which I ended up meeting. I'm getting ahead of myself, and um, she's lovely, but uh, she is providing artwork for our for our place of uh, business um and she had to put a one of her red paintings in my room and i came in the first time and saw it and i didn't like it mm-hmm. it was one of those like modern paintings and it was red and there was a lot of red and it was intense, mm-hmm. it was intense. i came up with was it time. passionate it was passionate in the bloody sort of way <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Crime of passion. Did you? <laughs> did you? So you you titled this painting before you even saw it. I mean, before you even knew what its title was. Yeah. Rather, what did you title yeah, it? Yeah. So I titled it um, "Shipwreck at Sunset." Mm. That's what I titled. Strong. And if you yeah, see it, you'll strong. know. And so, anyways, like a week later, I the artist came in and I made sure to like talk to her and like t- about this. And I actually told her my title for it. And she thought that was kind of interesting. Um, <laughs> but then she told me her her whole process behind how she makes art um and so after all that i was i was like okay i can keep it now i like it mm. so knowing context is good 
context is fair. We got distracted. Sorry. Anything else you want to add? Uh, anything else I want to add? Guys, I think we just broke a record. We're 27 minutes in. Let's go. Yes. Oh, no. yes we haven't started the topic yet. Completely Yeah, Carolyn and Emily, you guys are off the throne. <laughs> All right. Do I get an award for this? Probably. Yeah. Unless next time. Well, yes, we'll get you an award. Don't worry. Yeah, cool. Uh, Josh works with James mm-hmm. at a tutoring center. Yeah, we can. I mean, it's been said before. Oh, yeah. Claiborne Education. There we go. Shout out to Claiborne. Shout there out. Yeah, check out the function. Which I feel like is a, actually a multiple shout out. That's true. Based on what I now know. Mm. But where that name comes from. Yeah. Yeah. Wait, did you <laughs> just learn that? Yeah. Oh wow, interesting, interesting. Yeah, so so Claiborne is the middle name of the founder of the company. Um, so mm. our shared student didn't know that, and he asked me like where Claiborne came from, and I told him he thought it was really funny. And now I'm kind of worried that he's going to use that against. I'm fairly certain that's why we all know. Oh, yeah, yeah it's my fault then. It came from me. Yeah. Okay, yeah. don't worry. There's uh, so very early of on. Of course he would. Very of course early he would. on in the year, that's the so funny. Uh, the uh, hey now it's the LSAT. Made its rounds around Regents. No, uh, the yeah. kids. Did the kids see it? Yeah. yeah. Hey guys, if you're listening, go Google right now. Hey, now it's the LSAT. Yeah, it's a gem. It's a gem. Um, it's something. I'll give him that. <laughs> He's going all out. He's um, going all out. Yeah. The I uh, little birdie told me there might be another one, uh, yeah. another song parody dropping soon. Ooh. So uh, keep your eyes peeled for that. Hot Isn't the song he's parodying like now like three years old or something? He's like missed he's missed the moment <laughs> like four um, years. Yeah, I can't remember I what song uh, it is. Old hey. Town Road. Old Town Road, yeah. Old Town Ooh, Road. Yeah. I look forward to that. Yeah, it'll be fun. It'll be fun. I hope he dresses up for it. So I'll end my introduction yeah. with saying that Josh is a quite a wonderful host who's welcomed me into his home. Hmm. Um, and if I might very quickly also note that apparently James is the next Sean Mendez, according to the students we teach. Oh, and has a man. beautiful voice. Oh, man. And I'll hand it off to you. Wow. Okay. So, and, well, that was what I was actually going to say about James. <laughs> now I can't say it. Um, you do have a beautiful voice, James. And that's, oh, that's actually you. led to tension between us in the past. It has. Primarily because of my own jealousy. I think that's what it was. The passion. Well, see. I'm very passionate. <laughs> I mean, my, so, so my problem is that, like, I mean, I, yes, I enjoy singing, um, you're very passionate. And so when, well, and so when, uh, I mean, I have a, uh, I have a nice, uh, nice waterproof uh, JBL speaker. You can see where this is going. And uh, and I take that thing into the shower, and I cue oh, up my shower, shower playlist, right. and and I just I you have like a shower it. playlist. I have a shower playlist. Yeah, my shower playlist is uh, very eclectic. Um, it has it everything. I've like, heard most of it. Yeah. It it has everything from uh, like Frank Sinatra and Crooners to uh, some like show tunes like uh, Les Mis, uh, Phantom mm. of the Opera, to uh, Shawn Mendes, Sam Smith, mm. um, all all sorts of stuff. Interesting. Um, and it's a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun. I enjoy it. So how did that lead to any tension between us? Though I don't understand. Uh, well, because uh, I mean, since I have like a nice JBL speaker, I'll typically like turn it up. Uh, <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll turn it up to a maybe a slightly higher volume than would normally be acceptable. Um, well, it's not. Even, well, it's not that. Well, it is that, I guess. And yeah, it's, <laughs> yeah, it's loud. All right. um, You've gotten better. I haven't, you haven't done it in a while, so I'm actually trying to remember why I was so annoyed. Originally. Yeah. Well, see, yeah, because now I try to I try to only do it when like I know no one else is. Oh, at I'm least sorry. like at least like mm. for our apartment. I'm sorry I've ruined your joy. No, it's I fine. Apologize. I mean, the other thing too is that like now I shower early in the morning and I'm like not really noticing anyway. So. Mm. Do you think, like, in, like, an alternate, like, timeline in the future, like, maybe someone else in your life will enjoy you singing in the shower? 
Um, I hope so. <laughs> okay. um, she she has been forewarned. Uh, she has been forewarned. Good. That that is definitely what you should do with counseling before certain, <laughs> certain big events in life. Um, you get that out. Want any crime or passion? Yeah. Uh, well, so yeah. I was I could, ask. I could have a talk with her if she wants. <laughs> okay. Tell her how it makes me feel. What sort of emotions I went through. Yeah. Well, see, I um I was going to ask you like what are other things that she should be forewarned of, but uh, that's not something that should. Mm. Oh man, yeah, because last time, so I see the podcast title already. <laughs> yeah, hey Susanna, <laughs> why would I hey Susanna? Check this one out. Um, yeah, last time on the podcast we did for introductions we did like a roommate habit because Carolyn and Emily lived together, mm-hmm. uh, and like I spent like ten minutes trying to figure out something that I could tell that would be appropriate <laughs> and I did find something in the you did. You there did. we go you only did. took 10 minutes and Dan yeah. you called me a psychopath oh, oh I did Whoa. I did he was a psychopath yeah. that's my and new word that was like I'm teen. using it all the time these days it's mm. my new favorite word somehow that was teen try it out sometimes guys if you find someone doing something mildly inconvenient just walk around and be like look at that speaking psychopath <laughs> it's great it's kind of fun actually Man, 32 minutes in. This is crazy. All right, my introduction of James actually has to do with music. So James and I went and saw the Lumineers. Oh, yeah, we did. Sunday? Was it Sunday? Yeah. Monday? No, Sunday. Sunday. Yeah. Um, So were you guys there with Rachel and Amanda, or did you guys go separately? They were also in the building. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, they were like one section over from us. Gotcha. Um, And so Lumineers have come up on a previous podcast, which was Why Would I Go to the Island? Because we listened to them on the way down to Ocracoke Island on a beautiful drive um and so it was it was a it was a joy to go with james and to just like sing our hearts out i couldn't hear james singing at all so it was a bit of a shame because it's so loud um but it they were they're really good live yeah they're i I was a little worried like it wouldn't be that good because they're so their albums are really good um well i think one thing to worry about i and i i think maybe we talked about this a little bit like why you know why would i listen to live oh yeah i forget about that why would i listen to live music but I think there's a lot you risk a little bit when you go to see a band, um, and you're like, well, what if they're like not? What if they sound like completely different? What mm-hmm. if their music mm-hmm. is just like super edited? It's like never meet your heroes, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, but they, the Lumineers were fantastic. Yeah. Live. Mm-hmm. Um, they were. I, their sound was their sound was incredible. You had another thing that you thought was better about the Lumineers than the Tedeschi Trucks band with like a certain state of mind that you were in? Did you want to share that? Um, well, I think I was, uh, well, with the Lumineers concert, I was very tired because I had actually driven back from uh, from Pennsylvania that morning. Why left, left Pennsylvania. Pennsylvania. Yeah, why were you in Pennsylvania? Uh, I was visiting Susanna. Okay. Uh, it was Valentine's weekend. Oh. Uh, and, um, Passionate. Oh, my goodness. Red. And, red color. Uh, <laughs> and so, um, so I was worried that I was going to be tired um, mm. or uh, impaired, if you will, as, uh, as I was for the Tesco Truck Band concert. But, well, you um, drove back, and then you worked all day, too. And then, yeah, yeah. well, I went to, yeah. yeah, I drove back, went to church, had, was doing, like, a lot of stuff at church. It was like singing on the worship team. What a servant's heart. Um, I know. And I, know. I had to teach the kids catechism lesson. Oh, he was with the kids. Which was also hilarious because I was trying to teach about idolatry. Oh my gosh. And, uh, oh, <laughs> you, probably put, you probably put chairs away too. Um, wow. And, uh, and, and this one, one of the one of the students who's like five years old um, drew, like during a little so arts and crafts at the time, drew a little picture. Like uh, we were trying to talk about like what are idols and stuff. And she went back to her mom and was like, here, mommy, look at all my idols. <laughs> was so happy about her idols. I was like, oh, oh my awesome. I'm going to get kicked out of the church. Because so <laughs> I can't communicate what idols are. My, um, seven-year-olds. my mom teaches Awanas, and she always, like, once every other week, she has a funny story. Like Awanas? Like, yeah. yeah. Have you heard? Just Awana? 
Mm, no, I think it's Awanas. I mean, the hype I is part of it. I think it's Awana. But Anna Sony is just Awana. We knew what you meant, you know. But, like, what if there's multiple Awana classes going on at once? Then it's Awanas. Maybe. I guess so. But she's only teaching one class. So she's only teaching Awana. Yeah, but there's a lot of them going on. Well, wouldn't it be multiple Awana chapters? So my mom teaches Awanas because she has taught multiple classes. Oh. But you use the present tense there. So she has taught Awanas. Yeah, the the present. she teaches Awanas. That's why they call it a gift. Anyway, we should probably get to the topic because this is a good topic. Wait, anything else? Yeah, but anything else you want to add about Luminaires? You got distracted there with the story. Yeah, I mean, it was a it was a fantastic concert. I highly recommend. Uh, probably best band I've seen live. Okay, you didn't say anything about the. Okay, okay. I referenced it very briefly. You'll have to go back and listen to it. <laughs> I referenced it very briefly, but anyway, anyway. So moving on to uh, yeah, <laughs> moving on to to the topic. Um, so. Uh, so Chris, as Wait, we hang on real quick. Thirty-six minutes. 36 all right, moving minutes. on to the topic. Good job, Chris. I'm very proud of you. Thank you. And all of us. Um, cheers. So I. Uh, cheers. So cheers, everybody. Cheers. 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 Let's try this again. Let's try that again. Cheers. 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 Thirty-six. Actually, it's thirty-nine now after that. I had to get my shrubs. I had to get my shrubs. So um. So Chris, as and I didn't say this as part of his introduction, essentially mm-hmm. because it's sort of like mm-hmm. the main idea here. Mm-hmm. Um, so Chris was uh, born and raised in Charlottesville, Virginia. Yes, sir. Um, repping the four three four, indeed. Um, <laughs> and uh, indeed. so you spent uh, eighteen years of your life here. Uh, nineteen. Nineteen years of your life here. Yeah. Then you went off to Virginia Union. Virginia Commonwealth. Virginia Commonwealth. Virginia Union? What are you talking about? Virginia what even is that? He's Virginia, such a northerner. Virginia Union is northerner over here. near it, but oh, they're not the same. Oh, I've never heard of Virginia Union. What's yeah. Virginia Union? It's an HB, historically black college. Oh. It's a good school. It's a good school. It's not military. Never either. been there, but I do have a t-shirt. Oh, I, I, I thought... It's I actually one of my favorite t-shirts. It's very soft, yeah. and I like the color. I feel like I've seen you in this t-shirt and I just assumed. That's probably true. Well, that's what I get for assuming, you know? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> we all know what happens when you assume. Mm-hmm. Yeah, true. Yeah. Anyway, so I went to Virginia Commonwealth. Yeah. Uh, VCU. No rowdy Rams. Um, in uh, in rowdy Richmond. Rams. Yes. Um, were you there when Shaka Smart was there? I was, was going to say, good basketball. Uh, yeah. Nice. Oh, man, I was there. I think he left um, either the year I graduated or the year after I graduated mm-hmm. was when he went to Texas. Wow. A great coach. He's not doing too well in Texas, though. Well, true, but he was great at VCU. They had some good teams. They did. They some good teams. Um, Although, if I might, very funny story about that. So I grew up in Charlottesville, so I never cheered for VCU when they played UVA, mm. which is a great source of tension mm. between me and my fellow VCU compadres. So I remember the first time wow. UVA played VCU because they happened to do their first time playing each other in a while my junior and senior years because mm. I transferred. Um, I watched the game by myself in a study room. <laughs> um, no, no, that was the second time because the first time I was watching it on the TV in a study room, and a and a and a guy who lived in my dorm came in and sat with me, so I couldn't be emotionally expressive because I didn't want him to know I was cheering for UVA. Wow. And so That's then the hilarious. second game was when I watched by myself, so I could be wow. fully involved. Wow. That's so funny. So I'm the opposite here because I'm a Notre Dame fan. So when they play UVA, mm. I like Notre Dame. Don't like UVA. So. Mm. We are a fan. That's how it should be. Yeah. Indeed. Yeah, you shouldn't just be like a fair weather fan. So. Oh. My oh my goodness. <laughs> Shots oh fired. my goodness. 
Wow, that's like that might be the one thing that Josh could say to get under my skin. Like the one thing. Oh man, I know them all. Uh, I know them all. Oh, man. Anyway, all right, I'm, I'm not. I'm just. I'm gonna look past it. I'm gonna look past so it. So I went to VCU. So, so you went to VCU. Yes. Went to VCU in Richmond, an hour away from Charlottesville. Yes. And then you moved. Also an hour away from Newport News, which is where I'm from. It's mm. only an hour from Newport News. Are you sure? Depending yeah. on what part of Richmond. I mean, with, if you drive like Josh does, you know, an hour, oh. it's definitely an hour. Touché. Maybe 50 minutes. Fair enough. Um, but uh, <laughs> Josh drives with authority, that's all I'm saying. That's I know what I'm doing. Uh, he drives like... <laughs> anyway, so, and then, and then, Chris, you moved back I did. here to Charlottesville. Yeah, straight out of college. Um, yeah. So, uh, which is fascinating to me as a, uh, as a northerner, you know, mm. I came down here to the south. Get a little cup of tea. Yeah. Um, so a I cup of tea. A cup of tea here in the south. Sweet tea, because you know, that's sweet tea. Yeah, no, yeah. sweet tea. Um, Chick Fil A. So. <laughs> <laughs> um, Arnold Palmer. So, <laughs> so I guess my my first question is, um, so what um, so what made you want to leave Charlottesville to go to VCU mm. to begin with? Um, because uh, we work with a lot of high school students, yes. um, and I found that a lot of kids in Charlottesville are very polarized about UVA. Either yes. they love UVA, absolutely, want to go to UVA, like mm-hmm. want to be here their entire lives, or they want to get out of here as soon mm-hmm. as possible. Uh, and there's really like no in between. No, uh, which is fascinating to me. Yeah, uh, and so I, so hearing a little bit of your story there. Yeah. Um, yeah. Why? Why VCU? Um, mm-hmm. why your attachment to UVA? Yeah. Uh, yes. That's a great question. So, um, so the preface, my parents met at UVA. Oh, okay. uh, so neither of my parents are from Charlottesville. Precious. My father is from Norfolk, then Boston. Whoa, wait, wait, hang on a moment. Yeah, yeah. So you say Norfolk. Well, I know how to say it properly. That's not how you say it properly. I feel like that's I don't, not. I, I just get, ask uncom- about I get uncomfortable saying it properly. Norfolk. That's yeah. what I say. Norfolk. How does your dad say? He says Norfolk. Oh, he probably says it right. <laughs> What's the right way? All right, all right. Oh, yeah, yeah. Norfolk. Yeah. Norfolk. Yes. It's like thick. Norfolk. Thick. See, right. that's not what I was told. Interesting. Um, okay. I'm from Newport News, so again, I, okay. I did live in Get for a year, but okay. anyways, sorry. Again, I'm, yes. I'm upstaging. Look yeah. at me. I got the man. Whoa. It happens. Can't believe. Wait, can you tell us how, how did your parents meet? Was there is there a good story there? <laughs> Their story is a great story. It's a long story, though, yeah. rife with trials and tribulations. Oh, snap. So, long story short, he liked her. She didn't know he existed. Mm. Yeah, I hate it when that happens. They started dating. Well, she... Then... <laughs> no, no, no. Well, she, she figured out he was existing. Okay, oh, okay. Eventually, eventually she figured out he existed. <laughs> then, through, through circumstances, they ended up breaking up oh, over the summer snap. because... Technology actually was very different back in the 80s. Mm. Cell phones didn't exist. It was worse, oh. is what I've heard. <laughs> um, apparently, you couldn't just text people. Wow. That's what they tell me. Wow. What a thing. world. What a terrible so they, world. Did they have podcasts back in the 80s? I'll have to ask them. I'm okay. not sure. All right. So they broke up over the summer. So they broke up. He tried to get back together. She wasn't interested because of the way things went down. Mm. So what happened was he tried to call her. Her younger brother answered the phone and never passed the messages along. Younger brothers. You know. Wow. Gotta love them. Wow. That's hilarious. Gotta love them. Yeah, they're the best. Yeah. So then they weren't together. She started dating one of his old fraternity brothers. Oh, snap. The plot thickens and Right. Uh Ended up breaking up with him at some point, and then three months later, they run into each other randomly at a bus stop, and the rest is history. Wow. 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 
That's a good story. Wow. Yeah. Wow. So wow. With perseverance, anything can happen. Indeed. Wow. Uh, keep going. My bad. So then they stay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So my father worked at Mincer's on the corner for, uh, I want to say like 10 years after he graduated. Mm-hmm. Um, has always had like a part-time cleaning business. And so they stayed... My oldest sister was born, I was born, so we just grew up here. Mm-hmm. Um, so I've always been pro-UVA because it's where my parents went, just because of sports. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I went to VCU because I studied criminal justice there, mm-hmm. and UVA does not have a criminal justice major. Uh-huh. Um, so I would have gone to UVA mm-hmm. probably if they'd had it. Mm-hmm. Um, once I knew they didn't, and once I decided I actually wanted to go to college because I didn't like school growing up, and so it took me watching NCIS to decide, okay, maybe I'll go to school to get a, be able to get a gun to be a crime fighter. Um, so but it was about the gun, pretty much? Uh, the gun was a large part. Cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was like, how can I be Anthony Denozo? Mm-hmm. Ooh, I don't even know. I haven't um, seen a lot of NCIS in my day. It's not, wow. I don't watch it anymore. Denozo. Denozo is funny. Uh, okay. I mean, obviously, you do want to be Gibbs, too. Yeah. Yeah. Gibbs get all the ladies, is that what it was? No, no, Gibbs actually, was like that's the... actually the other way around. <laughs> yeah. Which is not why I wanted to be Denozo, just okay. to clarify. Okay. Yeah. But Gibbs was like sort of like a hard nose, like he yeah. had been in it for many years, and was mm-hmm. just like, they get like the backbone, the backbone of the organization. Yeah. He really was. He carried. Right. He did, he carried, just like we did. Just and before. then you wanted to carry. Yes. <laughs> 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 Yes, <laughs> that's how it goes. Uh, so then I started looking for what colleges had majors, and it was like, and I never wanted to move out of the state because I always liked Charlottesville. I'm a small town guy. I don't like big cities. Mm-hmm. I went to New York when I was somewhere between ten and thirteen. I think eleven. Um, for an... <laughs> <laughs> that made great sense. I love that one. Uh, for uh, my which which family member got married there? It was. I want to say my uncle got married there. My my mom's youngest brother. Well, oh. I guess her only brother. But her he turned sibling. it around? He, yeah, he figured it out. <laughs> so he got he married in, in New York. Um, I didn't like it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I know people too much, yeah. too much. So I've actually never been back. Okay. Um, I would rather not go back. Unless the right circumstances created themselves. Uh, so it was mainly... Oh, go ahead. What did you think of Richmond? Mm. Um... So I never had a car mm-hmm. while I was at college, so I was very confined to VCU's Monroe Park campus. Gotcha. Um, so it was fine. But like city-wise, it wasn't. But it was on you're on the campus. Yeah, I mean, it wasn't my. Like when I live in Charlottesville, I don't get text messages that someone got shot two blocks from where I live. Mm-hmm. Versus when you're at VCU, that happened every now and then. Yep. Like you know, there's just certain places you didn't go yep. after ten. You know, users are smart about it. You know, yeah. you don't go past Main Street too far. Yeah. You know, you, when you're going by that 7-Eleven, you be careful. Yeah. Um, but otherwise, it was a very That's safe any place. That's 7-Eleven, probably. <laughs> <It's true. laughs> it's very true. It was not the 7-Eleven's fault. <laughs> yeah, just who they are. No well, 7-Elevens were harmed. You know. So you didn't like big cities. Not a big fan of big cities, but it was only an hour away. Yeah. At least I had some level of familiarity with it. Um, but really at that point I was just, I really went simply because of the major and it, and I thought it was where I was supposed to go. Um, even though I was still very, very young in my spiritual life, I was like, I feel like this is the major I'm supposed to do. It's the only major I'm willing to go to college for. Like, I will not go to college if it's not for this major. It's like, I wouldn't be motivated to do it any other way. Um, this is the only thing I find interesting. So that's why I picked VCU because I had the best criminal, just criminal 
criminal justice major in the state. Yeah. Over like JMU, ODU. I've known a couple people that were WCU purely because of that. Yeah. Yeah. So, oh wait, do you have a question? Um, yeah, so then, so you went to VCU. I did. Criminal justice. Um, then what made you want to move back to Charlottesville? Yes. So, when I was, so I started, so I went right into criminal justice classes when I got there. I was thinking about being a detective, being a hostage negotiator. Very quickly realized that I didn't really want to do that. There there were things I always liked about it in terms of the idea of working investigation, but in terms of how you actually get to being a detective, you have to be like a beat cop for three or four years. I was like, "Ah, do I have the patience to do that? Um, The culture of being in policing is very, um, in certain instances, unhealthy. There's the us versus you know, them mentality that can develop just because of the nature of the job. Um, I was like, do I want to be involved in that? And as I was growing in my faith, I was trying to debate how would I integrate sort of this grace and mercy aspect of who God is that I've never really understood that I'm now understanding now into a job that's really about justice and about punishment. Um, So then second half of junior year and first half of senior year, I was thinking, okay, do I go into corrections? Um, rehabilitation mm-hmm. the problem with that was they didn't really think people could change mm-hmm. they just thought that maybe perchance you can get them to stop doing the bad thing that they're doing 33 percent of the time you know wow. or 67 percent if you're a sex offender um interesting in terms, of, in terms of recidivism rates well oh. uh, they tend to commit the crime after getting out of prison less wow than just not than any then other a, crime right, yeah than other crime right I wonder why that is, you know? That's probably stiffer penalties, oh. the stigma. They get let out less. Okay. It's harder to get on parole. That's um, fascinating. Huh. Yeah. So then I was like, okay, my parents were pastors growing up. Mm-hmm. It's like, okay, well, would I try ministry? Wait, when they were growing up? Or when when I was growing up, up okay. my parents were associate pastors in the church I grew up in. Gotcha. Um, so I was like, okay, maybe ministry's in the blood. So mm-hmm. let me try that out. And so I was looking at different, so I was part of a campus ministry called Chi Alpha. They had many of them. Some of them do internship programs. I was like, oh, I could do it at American University in DC, which if I'm perfectly honest, the only reason I thought about doing it there was because there was a girl I'd met at some college retreat who went there who I liked. Mm, there's nothing um, to be ashamed of about that. Nothing to be People ashamed of. People will go long distances for girls. Very true. That's true. Very true. That's actually correct. Um, and so then... That's actually correct. <laughs> actually correct. It's not wrong. <laughs> um, so then the other option was UVA, who I knew some of their staff members. My sister had been a part of that cop when she was at UVA because she uh, went off to college a year before I did. And then there were some other... Maybe one in Wisconsin that I heard was good that I thought about, but I didn't really want to go to Wisconsin. Um, is it winters? Yeah, I'm not a fan of cold yeah. at all. It's a dark that gets me. Ever. That's true. I'm known. I'm. I'm. The students make fun of me. Were you gonna bring that up? Your your hat is like just <laughs> hats. the best hat. Well, like that red hat. Well, it's two hats. Oh, oh I that's what it is. It was two hats. Two hats. On? So I wear Impressive. two beanies. Wow. But they look like they're one because they work like one, so well like together. One, yeah, like one thick beanie. I yeah. thought it was one thick beanie. <laughs> one <Yeah>. thick. Beanie. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> As the students say, thick with three C's. Yeah. <laughs> yes, yeah, a thick beanie. Indeed. Um. Anyway. So I was trying to figure out where to go, and then I was like, so, but the the linchpin for me in terms of me deciding where I wanted to go was 
as I was reflecting back on my life, I was in a very self-reflective phase in college, hmm. I realized that I spent a long, a long time wishing I had an older brother hmm. that I never had, because I'm the second oldest, the oldest boy. Um, and now I have six siblings. Wow. I have an older sister who's about two and a half years older than I am, but I like to think we're basically twins. <laughs> um, then I have a younger sister who's about two and a half years younger than me, and there's really like a four-year gap. And then there's my younger brother who's five years younger than me, and that's really more like a six or seven-year gap. Um, and then between brother number one and brother number two, there's ten years. And then between brother number two and brother number three... There's two years. Okay. So I am 16 years older than my second brother, 18 years older than my wow. third brother. So you were 18 when the last child was born. Yeah. And they, um, so do all of them live in Charlottesville? So currently my older sister is in Norfolk. Okay. Um, yes, Norfolk. No, I'm just kidding. Keep going. <laughs> and then... Oh, what's she doing there? Uh, she is a, a nanny, but she also works for a friend in town who has a consulting business. Um... Like Where does she live? Do you know? Is it in Ghent? Ghent's pretty cool. I, I have a I have a soft spot in my heart for Ghent. no idea. But I'm gonna go visit her. Oh. Before when we go on spring break. Seven five seven. And so just bring me back on the podcast, and I'll tell you where she lives. Cool. Um, yeah. And um, what's her name? Christina. Christina. Um, we need we need some listeners in Norfolk. I've been checking out our mm. stats. We don't have a lot <laughs> right now. So there you go. We should do a Ghent Norfolk one. That's a fun place to go. Anyways, mm-hmm. distracted. Uh, what was I? So Wait, I hope, so she she lives in Norfolk. Does anybody else? Everybody else lives here. Everyone else lives here. Um, okay. my my closest younger brother, he's at Liberty right now. He's okay. a sophomore. Okay, oh, so he's right. in Lynchburg. Okay. Um, and everyone else is here. Cool. Yeah. And so self reflective, wanting an older brother, never had it, and I realized that because I wanted an older brother, I never embraced being an older brother in the way I felt mm. like I should have. Mm. And so one of the primary reasons I wanted to come back is to be around my closest brother to be a better older brother. Because hmm. at this point in time, we weren't particularly close. My family, some of us are very sarcastic. Really? Um, we get it from my father. <laughs> wow. It's generational. It's crazy how like a father can kind of just, yeah. Yeah, interesting. And I'm so, going to have to worry about that if I ever have kids. Right, anyways. <laughs> yeah. So, at that point in time, I was probably the second most sarcastic person in the family. And when I was in high school, I could be very bitingly sarcastic. And was not, like, there was a point in time in high school where my mother said, you cannot be sarcastic to your younger brother. And I was banned. Like, and I didn't think it was that bad. I wasn't trying to be mean. But my sarcasm was just right on the point. Um, So I was, now I was 20 feeling badly about this he was 15 um and so i wanted that closer relationship i wanted sort of a second shot to you know spoil him in some ways that's pretty yeah that's pretty reflective for 20 years old was it so it was just like from 20 to 22 it was kind of an extended period of so just looking back on your life and like what you could have done better or what like yeah i did a lot of self-reflection when i was at vcu just through books i was reading they were talking about processing wounds of the soul and your inner dysfunction and the false self and I just realized that sort of junior year there was a lot of ways I thought about myself um that were things like I put on to myself or things other people put on to me but they weren't really who I felt God was saying I was and so as I was doing a lot of that work of thinking through past hurtful experiences bullying experiences you know rejection disappointment all of that um 
I kind of reached a point where I was like, okay, I, I kind of know what I want to do. I kind of know who I am. I kind of know what kind of person I want to be. And I want to be a better brother than this. And at college, I had a lot of o- older brother relationships where I was the older brother to people around me. And I was like, it's not really mm-hmm. right for me to have done this so well here mm-hmm. and not done it for my actual younger brother. Yeah. So that was primary motivation, you'd say, for me uh, back? Or one of them? It was definitely one of them. One of the big ones? I think it was probably the biggest personal mm-hmm. motivation. Um, there were other motivations in terms of Charlottesville is the place I know. I'm comfortable there. Um, I know their staff. It's a good staff team. I think I'm going to grow a lot. Um, but in terms... That was all. That was the... That was the reason I never told anyone about why I wanted to come back. Mm. Gotcha. Interesting. Interesting. Okay, so then you do the Chi Alpha internship. I do. Uh, how long was that? What was that process? That was 10 months. Um, 10 months official. Obviously, the support raising I did yeah. over the summer, then started in August, ended in May. Um, and then transitioned into teaching after I did that internship. Yeah, so how did the teaching element come into play? Because, like, you were, like, criminal justice. Yeah. Criminal justice into, like, maybe ministry. Right. Maybe ministry into teaching, which is really just, like, ministry in a school context. Right, right. Well, I always tell people, you'd be surprised how similar middle schools are middle schoolers are to criminals. Um, <laughs> I agree with that. I agree with that 100 Hey, we did a, we did a podcast yeah, episode yeah. on why would I, I care about middle schools. Oh, yeah, I listened yeah, to that. Yeah, that yeah. was a good one. Yeah. You know, and to be fair, you can make the argument why are humans similar to criminals mm. is, is well, also yeah, accurate. Yeah, yeah, and the sense of like if sin, if you're coming at it from a Christian perspective, is the root of all human dysfunction and crime, well then we all have sin, therefore yeah. there's rules bound to be broken. Or yeah, we're yeah. all criminals in a way. Um, but how specifically are middle school? Yes, like it's trash middle school. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, they're I not think listening completely. I don't have high schoolers. We should care about them because they're criminals. Right. <laughs> exactly. Well, they're criminals. They, they they transgress the law, the standard oh, yeah. that the school has set. It's frequently. like they're stepping out for the first time. Yes. And they're testing boundaries in a way they haven't. Before. But in the same way that a lot of criminals have reasons why they're doing that, you know, often associated with family of origin. It's the same with students, right? Kind of like we talked about earlier. There are these things going on that make it difficult for them to reach academic potential, to behave this, that, and the other. Um, and so I think a lot of what I learned when I studied criminal justice actually helped me understand my students more. Interesting. That's fascinating. Yeah. What's like a good example of that, would you say? Um, so one of the big things I learned was I took a rehabilitation in the offender class in college, and it talked about how if you have a teenager who's acting out, um, committing like low-level crimes, you're trying to rehabilitate them, if you work on them only and you don't involve the entire family in the process when you introduce them back into the family often what happens is someone else in the family begins to act out because hmm. the family as a unit is used to a certain level of dysfunction hmm. and so actually the better way they found is to treat the whole family because it's not really just a person issue there's also family elements to it hmm. um, so as a teacher you know you kind of realize that you don't have access to the whole family Mm. You know, you might interact with the parents on a certain level, you know, but you're dealing with this particular kid and oftentimes whatever reason they have for their dysfunction is probably being reinforced at home. Um, and so you have very little ability to address the root of why they are they're what they are. You often feel like you're putting band-aids on gunshot wounds sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, so it allows for me to have greater empathy. Yeah. Um, yeah. So speaking of dysfunction, I think this can bring us back to moving back home because... 
feel like a lot of people think, and I mean, even I've felt this moving back home at certain stages in my life where I come back home and as soon as I'm back, it's there's just like one or two little things that just like remind me of like my whole childhood. Mm. And like set, not, not again, I don't have a dysfunctional family. I love my family, but there's like little things that I'm sure I do things too when I go back home, but it's just like, which reminds me of these patterns that existed yeah, yeah. throughout my life. Um, so did you experience any of that moving back? Cause that's a lot of times when people don't want to move back home. For sure. Well, so, <laughs> so ironically that year I did the internship, I actually did not live at home. Mm-hmm. I was home pretty often, but I actually lived somewhere else cause they wanted me to live closer to campus. Yeah. yeah. Well, closer to grounds. Ground. My apologies mm-hmm. to all First those year, UVA alumni <laughs> listening. And so a lot of the uh, adult living at home tension I actually worked through prior to graduating because I would come mm-hmm. home over the summers. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, to, to my parents' credit, they both were very committed to wanting to parent adults well and to learn how to parent an adult differently than you'd parent a teenager. Um, so we had very open conversations when I was in college and then the first few years I lived at home just in terms of what that was gonna look like, what were my responsibilities, um, so like paying rent, you know, I cook dinner once a week for the family. You know, I have my chores that I do just like everybody else. Mm-hmm. Um, but then other than that, being fully autonomous. Um, it's not like my mother comes up to my room to see if it's clean like she would have when I was in high school. Yeah, so some um, things changed. Some things changed, some things didn't. And my parents have changed a lot. So I currently live at home still. And so I get to see them parent my youngest two brothers. And they parent them extremely differently than I was parented. I like to say that. I was parented under the old covenant, and my younger brothers are <laughs> parented under the way. new covenant. <laughs> same with, yeah, you same know? with my younger sister. Yeah. Which, it, it's one of those things that there's so many times when I'll watch an interaction and be like, I would have been spanked for that. No. <laughs> you know? Yeah. You know? But I understand why they don't. It's not like I'm mad or anything, but it is a, it's a different it is a different environment. But then there's certain points where I was like, I remember that mom, or I remember that dad. You see it. Like, they've changed and they've evolved. There's moments of frustration that remind you of your childhood and... But, you know, I'm very fortunate to have a family where we're all very close. Mm. Um, all of us, we call ourselves the original four. Um, we're all very close to each other now. We have a family group text with my dad because only the five of us have iPhones. We call it Web Squadron. Um, and so we communicate through that. Um, and so it's, it's good. And so most often there's good memories that are evoked more yeah. so than those. That's oh, good. I don't remember that. Yes, yeah, so you haven't found it like stultifying at all no in fact it's almost been interesting that as i have grown my parents have been growing too so it's strange having like a a front row seat to your parents evolving yeah and healing in a lot of ways and in in a lot of ways it's deepened our relationship Hmm. for me to be able to have conversations with my mother about an interaction we had in high school that was very hurtful for me and we're able to sort of have sincere conversation about that. I'm able to get a sincere apology. The apology I never got in high school that I was wanted. Um, you know, yeah. a lot of people don't get to have that opportunity. Right. Yeah, I've had, th- those have been very helpful. I remember I had those probably in college and like after too, conversations with my parents and they're very, they're very helpful to have even if they're, they're painful, but just being able to rework through those old wounds. Absolutely. Knowing that you love them nonetheless. James, yeah. you've never moved yeah. back home, right? Um, yeah, I mean, I guess, uh, yeah, it, so it's very interesting to me hearing, um, like, 
sort of how you grew up. Um, you grew up in an environment, and you like loved and appreciated that environment, and wanted to like wanted that for yourself. I think um, because I I grew up in a, in a very small town, mm. um, and uh, wasn't well, I wasn't very thoughtful when I was applying to colleges. Um, I was uh, basically the deciding factor for me was like oh, this school's a really good school and it's, like, somewhere close to home, so I'm going to apply early decision and see what happens. Mm. And I got in, and that was that. Like, I had to go there. Um, and so I was only an hour away, but I was in, like, I went from, like, a town of 3,000 people to, at the time, the fifth largest city in the United States. Mm. What is it now? Uh, I think it's six. I think, uh, everyone's leaving. Um, everyone's leaving, Philly. Uh, man, I mean, just, I mean, they're lost. It's their loss. But, um, I mean, so, like, first, like, my, I guess my freshman summer, I, like, went back home, and that was, I, I think that environment is always very challenging once mm. you go from, like, that, that experience of autonomy, um, It's a very really hard transition, for sure. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so that was really challenging, um, but then, uh, sophomore year, I lived in Philly, um, because I was, like, I took some extra classes, and, um. And so, and then, uh, let's see, and then junior year, I went to, uh, went to Vietnam over the summer. Um, so I guess, yeah, I, I, like, I've had, I had one of those experiences, but, mm-hmm. like, haven't really had, yeah. yeah. I mean, I guess I'm meaning more, like, after college, because yeah, most people yeah. come back during college. Yeah, so, too. I mean, I think that is, like, a little taste of it, though. True. Yeah. It's the beginning um, of it, yeah. Mm-hmm. But, no, yeah, I mean, after, like, after I graduated, I, I moved four and a half hours away, um. And so, and I, and I think a lot of that was, um, I, so this, I mean, this is something that's come up on podcasts before about like, how do we like the podcast where we talk about enjoying temporary things, mm-hmm. right? Like this idea of like, how do we, um, like how do we sort of, how do we stop the rat race of like pursuing something like something more, um, something, something different, something new, um. And I, I think that that has sort of driven a lot of my um, a lot of my moves, and I mean there are a lot of other circumstances there mm-hmm. too. But um, but yeah, it's um, like that. That was I was it was very interesting to me when you said, oh, I spent like you spent some time in New York. You're like I don't like I don't like this. I don't I don't ever want to come back here again. Um, because I think when I like when I moved to Philly, I was like uh, like these were it was sort of like two like extreme poles right mm-hmm. like very small town very big city um and i think i landed more on like the big city side of things it was like okay well maybe there's sort of some happy medium um i think that's sort of what i've like what i've been looking for in a way um like i mean because my again i like i really appreciate like my parents and my family and but i don't have like this bit like i i don't have a desire at all to like go back to my hometown yeah and, like live live there for the rest of my life yeah it's funny i guess i'm in the middle of you two then because i wouldn't like now i've I'm, I'm not i don't desire drastically to move back home but i wouldn't rule it out in the future like I, mm-hmm. that'd be fun i mean i guess i do have a bigger city than the town you grew up in so there, it is different. i think Charlottesville is very is much bigger than the town you grew up in it sounds like yeah. so yeah, it's not necessarily a comparable yeah. hometown to move back to right how big was the town you grew up in well so things are a little I, I realize things are a little different in the Northeast in that towns are a lot closer together. Uh-huh. Um, so, like, my specific town um, has, like, population a little over 3,000 people. Um, but my high school's, um, 
my high school served four towns mm. um, that were all within like a 15, 20 minute drive of each other. Gotcha. Um, That's crazy. So it's like, yeah, my, like the actual city limits of Parkshire, Pennsylvania have 3000 people. Um, and that was like the largest of the four towns, but there were like, I mean, in total, like our school district probably has like close to 10,000 people, I would say. Um, so it's, I mean, it's still very small. <coughs> yeah. Um, so let's just say like, if at some point in the near future, you were to move back to closer to mm-hmm. your home than you are currently now. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, any idea? Like, I mean, I guess you'll be in Philly, but moving back home, mm-hmm. any thoughts about that? Yeah, I mean, I think one of the things that I I really enjoyed in my college experience was that um, I was close to home, but I didn't have, it didn't, where I was living did not feel like my hometown. Yeah. Um, but even moving back to your college town, even though it's a yeah. huge city, I guess. I guess that's not a really good example. But yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, it is it is definitely different. And I th- I think it's so something that that sort of came up earlier with how we were talking about like when you sort of when you move back, you sort of like start to like revert almost into mm. um, reminds me of a How I Met Your Mother episode and How I Met Your Mother fans out there um, where uh, where uh, Lily, the one character. Uh, she uh, she reunites with a friend of hers from high school and like just mm. completely like style everything is just like now high school early. Um, mm. Yeah, and I th- I think yeah. that I, I I think there is there is definitely a part of that where like if you're not if you're not intentional about mm-hmm. your own growth yeah um, it's very easy to revert absolutely um, and I think for I think for me I I do tend to like sort of uh sort of like like a chameleon in a way like in different environments i am but definitely a very different kind you're of a nine mm-hmm. um <laughs> apparently um so so i think for that reason I w- yeah i wouldn't want to move back to my hometown i wouldn't even want to move back to like university city like the neighborhood that i that i lived in in philly um just because i think like different life stages require like a different environment okay um, to like fully solidify that um at least thus far, in my experience. Right. So the reverting back would be It'd definitely be a fear. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. I think ironically, Charlottesville now is very different. Yeah. Than the Charlottesville I grew up in. Yeah. There's been a lot of growth. Um. Yeah. So it's almost like, as I have grown, Charlottesville has changed mm-hmm. in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. Um. So it's not like it's not the place I grew up in. I, we don't live in the same house I grew up in. Mm-hmm. Um. So. Yeah, it was my, in those early years. Right. My parents still live in the same house that I grew up in. So, yeah, that might be part of it, going back. Not that mm-hmm. it's a negative thing. My mom yeah. listens to this podcast, so I've already got to, like, I, mean, <laughs> I know I'm going to have to explain it to her next time I see <laughs> But I think she gets it. Yeah, it's just going back. I mean, you, I mean, on one level, your parents have changed completely, mm-hmm. like you mentioned. And on another level, like, they're still your parents, and they're still in the house that you grew up in, and you're, like, sleeping in the same room that you grew up in. I accept it, I'm not. So you're, yeah, but you're different. For yeah. me, like, yeah, yeah for you, yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, so, yeah, I mean, that's a great, I didn't know beforehand, like, this may shock you listeners, but we don't do a lot of research beforehand, <laughs> so I didn't know your intentions, because I was, I was curious to find out what your reasoning for moving back was, but it sounds like a, I've always been curious about people who do that, like, what's mm-hmm. the positive there, and that makes a lot of sense, how, how you were intentional about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, is this, would you say, like, if, 
it's a process that can be completed. Like, do you think then there would become a point where you definitely want to move out beyond like getting married, I suppose? Mm. It's a great question. It's kind of a question I'm thinking about even mm. right now. Um, you know, moving out, it's been something I've been thinking about for like the past two years, just because there's sort of that social stigma about living yeah. with your parents yeah. um, as a post-grad adult. Um, there's sort of this thought that, well, you should be out living with people your own age, with you know, whatever. And for me, I always felt like living, and this is not to knock anyone who lives with people of their own age <laughs> at all, I but who would do that? I, yeah, I always felt like that was less real. Um, in the sense of, as someone who's always wanted to get married and have a family at some point, that living in a family context is the more real thing. Interesting. Was the way I always felt about it. Huh. And so for me, staying home was getting used to that atmosphere from a different perspective. Interesting. Um, rather than viewing living in the context of family as a 10-year-old or 15-year-old, now I'm an adult, and now I can kind of understand more, and it... And it and, really forces me to do things I probably would not do if I lived with peers. Mm. Like I probably would clean a lot less if I'm really honest, if I lived with peers, unless we had a rule that certain things I'd be cleaning once a week. Yeah. Well, um, yeah, if James lived with someone his own age, he would, he would <laughs> clean a lot less too. He's <laughs> older, wiser. Well, right. and, well, and that's something that I, um, I sort of lucked into. Um, actually, I, I forget, I was, I was talking about this the other day, uh, last night. Um, <laughs> So when I first moved to Charlottesville, um, I moved in with a guy who um, who was 29, 30. Mm -hmm. um, You've got a type, and, uh, You've got a type. Yeah, I do have a type. <laughs> and um, yeah, well, does this mean it's not going to work with Susanna since she's not a late 20s male? <laughs> but um, <laughs> I hope she's not. But, but in height, no, there's no way she's listening at this yeah, point. Yeah, um, we're so funny. She listens to the first 15 minutes, hears her shout out, and then shuts it off. So, uh, so she probably missed a whole box of brief conversation. Wow. Um, Hopefully not. But anyway, I'm surprised about that. Um, and I realized that, like, even in the eight months or so that uh, Lucas and I lived together, um, that it was very valuable uh, living with someone who already had that sort of independent life experience mm. because they had expectations for mm. standard living that guys in their early 20s do not. Mm. Um, so there were like, there were there were things uh, very early on that I like, I just noticed as I walked in, like the place was very clean, uh, very orderly. Mm. Uh, and that and that I think has been very beneficial to me. I've, uh, because I, I came from living in a college guy's house that was absolutely yeah. disgusting. Um, and so I had, at, at the time, I had like very low standards of living, mm -hmm. uh, and so to I realized to like live with guys who were a little older, uh, guys that I could learn from, yeah, um, was very valuable. Uh, but I wanted to get back to your earlier point, uh, I because I've uh, my pastor actually makes the exact opposite point to what you made of like mm. um, that living with uh, living with peers um, is the best training ground for marriage. Um, because it teaches you how to deal with uh, how to deal with conflict um, when you live together. Um, so, for example, well, why wouldn't like living with your family do that? Well, because it's a different dynamic. Oh. Um, like, for example, um, like your parents, because they're your parents, like still have some sort of authority over you. Mm. Theoretically, and again, I mean, yeah, your yeah. parents are fantastic people. Um, 
and uh, I I have no idea what they're like as parents. But um, wait, your her his parents are his parents. Have you met them? Yeah. Okay, that's, yeah. that makes um, more sense. I, well, I met I met his dad a couple times, and I met your mom today. Yeah. Really, uh, oh. Delightful people. Could have met them. Really, uh, but yeah, it's that's another story. That's, that's true. Uh, <laughs> okay, and uh, <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, because it it teaches you like how to have like healthy conflict um, mm, with people you're not related to, right? Where there there isn't sort of like an authority, like you have to like yeah. you have to do what I tell you to do. Mm-hmm. Like, hey, we need to work this out because we're living together. Um, so, for example, when I do something very annoying. Mm-hmm. Um, I need to learn how to listen to Josh when Josh calls me out on it. Mm. And it's like, hey, dude, you can't do this. Like, right. What's an example of that? Uh, <laughs> we're not going there. Um, <laughs> like, you can't you can't do this. Right. Um, and not because he, like, he has authority over me, but just because, like... <laughs> but just because I... Seniority, like, maybe. Because I, like, respect him, and I right. want to, like, live in harmony with him. Um, so, uh, so it's very interesting to me to hear that, like, that you're, you think that you're, you're being prepared better just by witnessing, like, what that dynamic is like. Right. Versus, like, t- I guess, like, taking part in, like, a trial run of it. Right. And so I would think, like, that's interesting, but I would argue, my counter argument to that would yeah. be, you can live with peers and not learn that. That's true. That the learning of that is really a, a posture of the heart to a certain extent. Yeah. Um, that you could learn that in the context of your job. Mm-hmm. Is you're having conflict, depending on what kind of job you have, how closely you have to work with coworkers, things like that. Yeah. Um, like I remember there have been times at my job with past coworkers where I have done things that they found annoying and they found some subtle and some not so subtle ways of communicating that to me. And therefore, I refrain from those sorts of behaviors, um, like humming while we were all working or things of that nature. Wow. Um, apparently, some people just, the yeah. music doesn't flow out them the same way. Yeah, um, that's a shame. Wow. But that is an interesting thought. Yeah. Ponder that. Mm. All right. But, oh, go ahead. Go ahead. I was just going to say, there's no little kids mm. running around. That's true. Well, so yeah, is it with you? The argument is then like you're observing your parents still, parents, kids, and so you're you're getting a like you're getting like a up close view right. of what a good marriage should be. Right, and you know I think that yeah. there's like you can maybe understand the sacrifices of parenting growing up, but when you're an adult living at home, you really like. Man, my father's taking a lot of time to have this conversation with my brother about this issue. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, you get windows into the conversations parents have with each other about mm-hmm. their kids mm-hmm. um, and the way they talk about it. And you see them have a conversation and you see them actually put it into application um, and have all those nuanced conversations. And, um, and I think even just having conversations about how how they've had to learn to interact with each other as they've changed over the years. They're not the people they were when they got married. Um, Because they got married very early um, after college. So I think um, there's probably different things you can learn. Um, Obviously, I don't know what it's like as much. I lived with peers in college the year after college. But in terms of... um, But I also have sisters that are around my age. I feel like 
having lived with them at certain periods of times, there's things you learn about yeah, um, living with girls. That's, that's for sure. Um, that you can't learn if you've never lived with a girl, I would argue. Because mm. if you if you don't have female wow. siblings and you only live with guys, obviously yeah. there's still going to be an adjustment you can't account for. Yeah, you know, I'm going to have to like, I'll, I'll role play Susanna for a little while for you. Because <laughs> you don't have any sisters, so it's going to be. Yeah, you're gonna have to yeah no, that's, that's an interesting point. Yeah, that's a good point. Of, I've actually, I mean, yeah, I've never like, yeah, I've never like lived with with any females besides my mother before. So yeah, like this is sort of like the closest proximity I've had to uh, yeah to living with females. Well, for the listeners, you just no one else understands. Uh, the yes. girls who live upstairs, yeah, our current apartment dynamic, yeah. which we've discussed. Well, it's a good. Po- I mean, yeah, I think. Maybe perhaps both are good. I'm gonna be the peacemaker here. I'm gonna be yeah. the wow. um, because How noble of you. yeah, it really helps to observe. I'm very no- I'm very noble and humble. I'm very humble <laughs> in my nobleness uh, and num- uh, noble in my humbleness. Um, uh, dang it, I keep getting distracted. I'm so dumb. Okay. Yes. So observing is great. Like you have a firsthand account and you can see all these behind the scene things, and that's really important when you do get married in the future. But then also stumbling through it and actually doing it yourself mm-hmm. and not knowing for sure yeah. really is helpful in like learning as well mm-hmm. um and so there's good to both i think absolutely yeah. well um this has flown by one well, probably because we didn't start the topic until like 30 minutes in but um yeah do you feel like you've do you feel like you've shared most of what you wanted to talk about tonight do you have any other things that you want to uh express no i think that was that was the gist of what i kind of was thinking of when I thought of the topic with yeah. those kind of key points. I liked it. It was a good topic, I too. Mean, we, we did bring up the wallet. Yeah, we didn't even bring up the wallet. Mm. Should we, like, save the wallet? We'll save the wallet. You can come back on, Chris. Save. <sighs> yes. You made, yeah, you made it. You did great. Awesome. Yeah. Um, yeah, so moving back home, if you guys, listeners, have done it or have any strong opinions, again, email us, whywouldipodcast at gmail.com, or check out our Instagram page. Handle is James... <laughs> Uh, why would I podcast Instagram? Yeah, no, wait, what was it? You gotta add an underscore in there. Oh, sorry, why underscore would underscore. If you have any questions or thoughts, um, check out the why should I podcast Instagram (laughs) (laughs) with Holly and Sarah. Um, We haven't talked about them in a while. Did you listen to that one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so Chris knows about the Holly and Sarah dynamic. We've never... uh, Queens. We've never uh, gotten in contact (laughs) with them. I wonder what they're up to. I actually haven't checked. Maybe they'd stop the podcast. Maybe, maybe... I mean, so that's the spinoff that we could then do then, mm, if they've left it off. That's true. I don't know. Yeah. So I originally, I think I was the strongest uh, proponent of the why should I, mm. um, but I think why would I has grown on me. Yeah, why would I, I think is better because it's less. Well, we've already gone over this. It's yeah. obviously less imperative. Yeah. Um, okay, so uh, why would I move back to my hometown? Um, in the end, why would you move back to your hometown in like two sentences or three? Mm. It can be long. To redeem mistakes from the past. Mm. To um, heal and grow, uh, and to build a solid foundation for the future. Mm. And James, either yeah. yes or no. You don't have to necessarily. But I think those are the yeah. only, like the only good reasons. <laughs> because I think a That's lot fair. of people. Uh, Oh, well, I think a lot of people move back to their hometowns like a sense of comfort, like yeah, for not sure. wanting to grow and like push themselves. Mm-hmm. So it's important that if you do decide to move back to your hometown, that you're being intentional about how you're going to grow 
you're not just going to stagnate. Yeah, so I think, yeah, either way, like, your initial goal should be to grow as a person, and whether that's mending old old um, relationships or growing and stepping out into new ones. Um, yeah, you should be looking to grow. So, uh, this is the end of the podcast. Um, we may have another episode. <laughs> you guys don't know for sure. I don't want to get your hopes up anymore, guys. I'm sorry. I keep getting your hopes up. Um, again, email us about anything. Honestly, Indeed. anything at all. People are listening. I don't know who these people are, but they keep listening. So I'm, I am happy you guys are here. It is uh, February now. Um, Let us know who you are. Don't just yeah. like, lurk on the podcast. Yeah, you got a bunch of lurkers out there. There's a lot of people listening, but don't ever email, so I don't get what this is. Um, all right. Anyways, we will see you again, maybe. Goodbye, everybody. Adios. Farewell. <laughs>